St. George at 100.3 FM. And we welcome you to the Extraordinary Talk Show, a show to help you understand yourself and the world from a new perspective. And in the process, help you find your own personal extraordinary. And now your host for the Extraordinary Talk Show, Della Hill. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Monday with your host, Della Hill, and the Extraordinary Talk Show. Every single week I come in here so excited to talk to you guys about something new. And what I'm going to talk to you about today, I'm also very excited about, but it's not something new. I'm willing to bet this is something that you've heard about before. And you may have even wondered, why hasn't Della talked about this yet? Because this seems like something Della would talk about. The truth is I've mentioned this topic and I've been hesitant to come totally to this topic just because it's something that a lot of people have a misunderstanding of. And we're going to dive into it, but I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. To tell you the truth, it's actually going to take several episodes, I'm expecting, in order to truly give this topic the attention that it deserves and actually give you guys the knowledge and understanding of it that you need if you're actually going to use this successfully in your life to get the results that you want. So, I have the thing that we're talking about, and I'm almost afraid to say it because it has like this cliche feeling around it. Like when I say it, you guys are going to be like, oh yeah, we've heard that before. Okay, well, I'm telling you something new, something that you haven't heard before. I'm telling you about the same thing, but I'm telling you things, I'm going to tell you things you haven't heard, things that you don't know about this. And I'm going to tell you my own personal experiences with using this and having things happen in my life that surprised the heck out of me. So our topic for this week and probably the next few weeks to make sure that we really cover it all is the law of attraction. Click, they're going to a lot of radios. Please listen, please hang in there because I'm going to tell you something, teach you something about the law of attraction that you don't know that will help you understand it better and use it more effectively yourself in your own life. For starters, can we please, before you get too wary, can we please talk about what the law of attraction is? Because the simple law of attraction, people misunderstand. People think that the law of attraction means that you can just wish to win a million dollars from the lottery and you will. And then guess what? That doesn't happen. So then people say, oh, the law of attraction doesn't work. It doesn't exist. It's all fake. I'm here to tell you it's not fake. It's real. It's legitimate. And I'm here to tell you what you maybe weren't doing right, what you can do right in order to help these things come true for you. And not only that, I'm doing these things with you and I want to invite you to join me in this process. Join me. We'll work on these things together. You can comment. You can come back and listen every single week. I will give you tips. If you have questions, if you've tried things that haven't worked, Ask some questions in the comments and I will talk to you. I'll either talk right here live on the radio and Facebook and YouTube and all the other places that you can listen, or you can come and comment on our Facebook Live. Even if you come to that later after the show's over, I will read what you wrote and I will try to help you. I will try to give you some answers to your questions and help you understand this topic, when it works, why it works, and what you can do to make it work effectively in your life. The law of attraction is secondary to the law of vibration. Now, we're going to talk more about that in upcoming weeks. 
here's the key of the law of attraction. And listen to this. The law of attraction is the basic universal law that says whatever you are focusing on, you are currently actively at this minute manifesting into your life. And so what that's going to make you do is look at your life and go, uh, nope, I didn't do that because I wouldn't do this to myself. If I could actively create my reality, I wouldn't create this one. This isn't the one that I would create. This is not the life I would live if I had the power and ability to create the life I want. Actually, and here's one reason, one huge reason why people have a big problem with the law of attraction and never bother to learn about it, never bother to understand it, is because they say what I just said. They look at their life and go, if I am manifesting this, this sucks. I don't want any part of that. Here's the thing. What you focus on is what comes into your life, what manifests in your life. That doesn't mean what you wish for. It doesn't mean what you wish you had. It doesn't mean what you focus against, which is what a lot of you are doing and you don't know it. It means what you focus on. And the problem is you might be wishing for a million dollars while you're focusing on the $20,000 of debt that you have. And if you're wishing for a million dollars, but your focus is on that $20,000 of debt, you know what you're going to have? You're going to have debt. What your focus is on is what you bring into your life. So even if you start to believe that, if you start to understand that, you're going to say, okay, well, how do I fix that? Guess what? That's why I'm here. And we're going to talk more about that. If, and if you've seen The Secret, then you'll have some idea of what I'm talking about. If you have not seen the movie The Secret, I recommend it. It's on Netflix. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. Rhonda Bynes, who created The Secret, wants this information to be out there. She wants people to understand it because she used this knowledge to change her life. She went from being brokety broke to being a multimillionaire. She's one of the ones who it worked in that way for. And she wants you and me and everyone in the world to understand how to use this because if everybody used this man, our world would be amazing. And you might think that that sounds counterintuitive because if you got everything you wanted, then maybe there wouldn't be anything left for everyone else. That's not how the universe works. The universe has complete and total abundance for every single one of us. You can have everything that you want without taking anything away from the other guy. That is really important because if you have to take something away from the other guy, then no, we don't want this. We want to come by this unselfishly, meaning that we can have all the wonderful things in the world at no cost, at no harm to anyone else. And that can be. So if this is such a real thing, and last week we talked a lot about how to use your thoughts to change your world. This is very much the same, but we're going to be talking a lot more about how to specifically change your thoughts to get the reaction and the results in your life that you want. If this is such a cool thing, if this is what everybody says it is, if it is as great as it, as it sounds like it is, why aren't more people doing it? You might be asking yourself that. I wonder that. And I've found a lot of reasons why people don't do this. One reason and the number one reason, what I believe is the number one reason why people don't use the law of attraction is they don't know how. 
And maybe they've watched The Secret five times. And maybe they've read a book. But it didn't give them the deep down step-by-step basics as well as the understanding of why those steps matter. And those are the things we're going to talk about over the next few weeks is what steps to follow, how to change your thinking, what thinking you want to have, what ways you need to feel and how to make yourself feel that way in order to actively and effectively use the law of attraction. Again, the number one reason people don't is simply they don't know how. And chances are you're one of those people. For most of my life, I was one of those people. And the thing about me is I was using the law of attraction anyway, because the law of attraction is working in your life right now, whether or not you know how to use it. This is like your heating air conditioning system. This is your HVAC system of your life. Whether or not you know how to get up on the roof and take the cover off and refill the fluids and do some basic cleaning, it doesn't matter. The HVAC system is still there and it's still going to do its job to bring you heating, cooling, air, whatever that you have your thermostat set to. The problem is you don't know how to make it work. It's still working. It's still blowing air into your house. Think of your life like your house and the law of attraction like your HVAC system. There are built-in vents and ducts and pipes and hoses and water and everything built into your house. And some people say, okay, where is God in this? And that's one reason why a lot of people don't use the law of attraction is because they have a very, very firm faith in God. And when we talk about the law of attraction, we tend to use the word universe and not use the word God as much. Think of it like this. God is your HVAC guy. God is the guy who installed the ducts into your house. He's the guy who wired up your thermostat. He's the guy who installed your heat pump or what air conditioner or whatever it is that you use. He's the guy who installed it. He put it into the world, into your life for your use, but it didn't come with a manual. So you're not sure how to use it. You might even know that it's there, but until you understand how to use it, it's not doing you a whole lot of active benefit But the thing is, it's still working. Last week, we talked about what happens if a baby rolls off the couch. The baby doesn't understand gravity. They don't have a concept of gravity. They can't explain gravity. Does the law of gravity say, oh, this baby doesn't know what's going on and suspend? No, the baby's still going to fall. That law is still going to be in act, in place, whether or not the baby knows about it, understands it, or uses it. The same is true for the law of attraction. This is working in your life right now. Whether or not you know it, whether or not you know how to use it, whether or not you know how to affect it, it's still happening. It's still in effect in your life right now, whether you are using it or not, whether you know it or not, whether you acknowledge it or not, it's there. If you're not using it, it's kind of like having a thermostat with a lockbox over it where you can't ever change the thermostat. The silly thing is it's the easiest thing in the world to change the thermostat and you are the only person who can do that. So think of it like this. If your life is your house and your thermostat is how you use the law of attraction and your heating, air conditioning, all your vents, all your duct system, all of the actual mechanics that are up on your roof or behind your house or wherever, 
Those were all installed for you by God. God wants you to use this. God knows that your life will be better if you can actively use this. And if you're worried about that, if you're worried that maybe using this isn't in tandem with God's God's wishes for you, I want you to think about if you are somebody who's worried about that, then you're probably somebody who has a relationship with God. And if you have a relationship with God, then you know that when you do good things, you do things that he wants you to do, it brings you closer to him and brings you joy. And you also know that when you're doing things that God doesn't want you to do, it takes you further from him and robs you of joy, right? So here's my test. As you are implementing the things that I'm going to teach you about related to the law of attraction, if it makes you feel happier and it makes you feel closer to God, first of all, you'll know it's working. Second of all, you can know for yourself that God wants you to do this, that he is in favor of you using the tools that he installed in your life. So some people might choose to not use the law of attraction because they're not sure where God sits with it. I'm telling you, when you do this, you will be able to know that God is not only cool with it, but wants you to be actively using the law of attraction. He installed the tools in your life for you. He just wants you to use it. We might come back. We're going to talk some more about that metaphor of your house as your life and the thermostat as basically how you use the law of attraction, your tool to use it to raise, lower the temperature, the frequency in your house at any time. Another reason that people don't use the law of attraction is they believe it doesn't work. Maybe they're like, there's a lot of people who just don't even bother, won't try, say, you know what, that's stupid, that's ridiculous, I don't believe in that stuff. I'm the only one who has power in my life, which is true, which is how you use the law of attraction. But they just say, nope, not happening, not even going to try it. Okay, and you know what? If that's who you are, cool. Because I respect you. I respect, absolutely, I respect your right to make choices in your life for yourself. And if it's your choice to continue the life that you have exactly as it is, attracting the things that you're currently attracting, if that's what you want to choose, boom, I got your back. If you maybe want to use those things to make your life better, I got your back on that too. There are others, there's those that hear about it and just blow it off and say, no, that can't be, can't be a real thing. There are other people who have tried the law of attraction and it didn't work for them. So they now believe it doesn't work. The issue with that is if they tried the law of attraction and it didn't work, they did it wrong. And maybe that's you. Maybe you slept on a number for a month and then didn't win the lottery and win that amount of money, that's worked for some people. If that didn't work for you and you gave up, please come back. Please listen to what I have to say. Hear the things I'm going to teach you and try again because there's more to it. Another reason that people don't do this, even those who recognize that it is a thing or maybe even just might be a thing, is that they are afraid. And fear comes in a lot of forms. One of the biggest ones is 
what I like to call uncertainty. And Tony Robbins says that every human has six basic needs and two of them, I don't have time to talk about the others, but two of them are certainty and uncertainty. And how do we have both? That seems odd. Actually, we crave certainty and uncertainty. We love uncertainty, which is why we go see a new movie that we haven't seen before. But we love certainty, which is why we will ask our friends about it and check the reviews before we go see it or at least watch the trailer and find out a little bit about it because we want to have some kind of certainty about what we're going to sit down and watch for a few hours. But we still like that uncertainty of seeing the new movie. However, when that movie's good, we love certainty so much that we will go back and buy another ticket or buy the DVD or rent it over and over and over because we want the certainty that comes with seeing a movie that we already know we love. It's like when you go out to eat at a new restaurant, try the new restaurant for uncertainty, try the new foods for uncertainty. It all kind of feels experimental and exciting. But then you find the one thing you love at that restaurant and you order that every single time you ever go back because you love certainty. When we are in our lives, we feel like we have a modicum of control. We know how much money's coming in. We know where we're working. We make the choices to work this job, to go to work, to pay these bills, to talk to these people. And most of us make the same decisions pretty much every day, day to day to day. And because of that, we have a lot of certainty in our lives. And we like that certainty so much that even though things aren't as awesome as they could be, we hold on to the certainty that we have. It's, it comes back to that saying, the devil that you know is better than the devil that you don't know. But it makes me sad, though, because there's a lot of people who have very unhappy lives. And they could very, very easily change a few things, change a few habits, change a few thoughts, change a few behaviors, and turn it entirely around. Maybe they don't think it's real. They don't believe it exists. They don't think it works. Or maybe they're just comfortable in their uncertainty. Haven't you known someone that they complain about something? They say, oh, this is so awful. And this person does this to me. And this happens. And all they have to do is is complain. That's the only thing that they do. But when you give them a suggestion of how they could change that and make it better, they don't want to hear that. Because those people love to complain And if you took away, if you solve their problem for them, then they can't complain anymore. And they would actually rather have something to complain about so that they can complain for the sake of complaining than have that problem solved so that they no longer have anything to complain about. And that's kind of sad to me, but I see those people all the time. I'm a nurse. Many of them are my patients, not all. But I have those patients. And it can be frustrating to know that person, to know, you know, it'd be really easy. You just have to change this and everything would be better, but they don't want a solution. And ask yourself, are you one of those people who is so comfortable in your uncertainty and happy in your unhappiness? Are you one of those people that enjoys getting mad? Are you one of those people that finds satisfaction when things don't go right? Oh, I told you that was going to screw up. Well, you're right. Congratulations. Now you know. Wouldn't it be so much better if it was the other way? If you could go, oh, I told you that was going to go right. Because I get to do that. I get to do that all the time. And that is so much more fun than having things go wrong and being right about things going wrong. I would so much rather be right about things going right. And it happens 
all the time for me. One thing that people are afraid of too is simply starting something new. In the book, Good to Great, at the very, very beginning of it, it says, the enemy of great is good. And we think good is a good thing, right? Good is a good thing. But when things are good, you don't have the drive to move forward and to push to greatness. If everything is good enough, why would you take the extra effort and time and responsibility to make things better? That sounds like a lot of work to me. It's not really. But when we don't really think about why we're not doing things, it's hard to actually come face to face with the truth of why we're not doing things. And when you come face to face with the truth of why you're not doing something that would be good for you, you might have to think. You might have to think some new thoughts. And that's amazing for your brain. You might have to try some new habits. And when you do these things, you're going to find things in your life go differently. And if you're one of those people that just wants a way for things to get better, keep listening because I'm going to talk to you about it. So I have to tell you this story fast. I very, very first heard of the law of attraction about eight years ago, right about now. It was when I just barely finished nursing school. Me, my husband, our two dogs and two sons were living in a teeny tiny little two-bedroom townhome in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I had basically been living many concepts of the law of attraction throughout my life, which is why I've had a lot of cool things happen to me, but I didn't know what I was doing. I couldn't pace it. I couldn't track it. And I couldn't tell you, see, that day when I was grateful, that's why that thing happened. I didn't understand any of those concepts. But because I had a basic understanding, the first time I watched the movie The Secret, it made total sense because I'd already been doing these things. At that time, I had just barely finished nursing school. I was working as at a part-time temporary job, which I was grateful for the work, but I knew it was going to be temporary. My husband and I sat down and said, where do we want to go? Do we want to live in Virginia? Do we want to move home to Utah? Do we want to go somewhere else? And we decided to come home to Utah. So I started applying for jobs here, even though we were in Virginia, and I would put my grandma's address on the resumes because I didn't want them to know that I was still in Virginia and had to drive 2,400 miles if I was going to come to an interview. And my husband asked me, well, do you want to just go ahead and move out there? Because grandma's here, and I could come stay with grandma, and should I just go ahead and come out here and start looking for a job here? And I thought about that, and it didn't feel right to me. What felt right to me was waiting until I got a call. And when I got a call, then I would go. That's what felt right. And I, so that's what we agreed on. One Thursday, I'm folding laundry, phone rings. And it's the hospital here in Southern Utah where I work. We only have one. And they called me and said, hey, can you be here for an interview on Tuesday? I said, yes, ma'am, I can. This was Thursday. I was in Virginia. I was 2,400 miles away. I loaded my car Friday, Saturday morning, I kissed my husband and my sons and my dogs goodbye, and I got in my car and I drove across the country. On Monday afternoon, I arrived at grandma's house, and on Tuesday morning, I went to that job interview. And I had in my mind two things that I really, really have to have. I've got to have a job, and I've got to have a house for my family to come to. In my mind, I've got to have a job, and I've got to have a house for my family to come to. But I was picky. 
I knew exactly what dollar amount I wanted to earn per hour as a nurse. And the number that I was asking for was higher than most nurses make right out the gate, right when they graduate nursing school. But I knew that my husband wasn't going to have a job when he first got here. So I was going to have to be able to make enough. So I knew how much I needed. And then when it came to our house, I was tired of us living in a house that was too small. And I was tired of my kids having to share a room. I had a list of stuff that I wanted my house to have. And I had it figured out, bullet pointed. And I wanted to live in Ivan's, which is an area close by southern Utah, in southern Utah. And I had people tell me, you know, Deli, you're not going to be able to find that. And I said, watch me. So I drove across the country. I did the interview on Tuesday. On Friday, they called me and told me I didn't get the job. So here I am. I'm in Utah, 2,400 miles away from my husband and kids. And I didn't get the job that I came here for. What do I do next? The first thing I did after I got that phone call was I went for a walk because I needed to clear my head and my space and figure things out. I walked out the front door and immediately there was a huge rainbow across the sky in front of me. It wasn't even raining. And I went, okay, there's a sign that I'm at least on the right track. Over the weekend, I put together my resume and I applied at about six or seven different places in town where I could work as a nurse. On Monday, I walked into a building. I walked up to the front desk and I said, I'd like to see the director of nursing. The lady got on the phone and overhead called the director of nursing to the front desk. I think when that lady did that, she was not expecting that lady to call. I cannot believe my time is over faster than I even expected, which is why, guys, you're going to have to come back next week to hear the rest of this story. Happy Monday. Remember, I'm not here to tell you what to think. I'm here to encourage you to think for yourself. Come back next Monday. We'll talk some more. You've been listening to The Extraordinary Talk Show with Della Hill. Search YouTube and Facebook, Spotify, or Podbean for video and podcasts of this show. Or go to RadioStGeorge.com. We'll see you next week for another edition of The Extraordinary Talk Show. KDXI, St. George. Today is Monday, April 1st, and happy April.